Hi, and welcome to the Silverline Podcast, an audio version pulled from the video stream we do a couple of times a week. My name is Roland Mann, and I'm the head honcho at Silverline, where we have a great time making fun comics that we think you'll enjoy. This episode is titled, Out of Character. It originally aired August 19, 2020. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silverline Wednesday Night Wham! Hosted by Scott Wakefield. Good evening and welcome. I am your host, uh, Scott Wakefield. And it is Wednesday Wham! It is Silverline's night, one, one of our nights to, to chat. And tonight, it is we have entitled it Out of Character or... How I learned to love, stop, how, uh, exactly. (laughs) When characters do dumb things and uh, why we still love them or why we've thrown them aside, we have our panel of auspicious experts tonight and uh, we will be saying hello. Hey, Brent. I haven't said hello to you. Brent's here. Brent, you want to start us? Introduce yourself and, um, and then, uh, see oh, we've Lane got a there. bone to pick with you, Mr. Ooh, oh, yeah, we get to roast Brent tonight. He doesn't even know it. Yeah, he doesn't even know. <laughs> I don't know a thing. You better nope. be ready. <laughs> okay. You think Say hello. you scare me? Say hello to the people. Okay. Hello, people. <laughs> My name is Brent Larson. I'm the creator and writer on the Silverline book, Kalis. And, um, I'm also a screenwriter by day, and uh, that's master by night. And what? what did I say? Something? What? <laughs> master by night? What? Oh, oh. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry, my bad. <laughs> that's what? Is that? <laughs> I derailed you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Short and sweet for Brent. Brent, I do want to. I want to talk about if we we have time tonight. I want to talk about some of the stuff you you've screen written for because that's certainly interesting. We never never get into that. Um, but I think you you had a whole night on Monday, right? Did you did you talk about that stuff? Yes. Okay. Um, not a lot uh, on past uh, projects, but some. Okay. Um, although, I'm sure, the word screen actually works in a writing scenario. So sorry. No, no, okay. Well, you, so, you talked about a lot of good stuff. So if anybody didn't see the uh, the or listen to or watch the uh, the show from Monday, you should go back and, and watch yes. it. It was I, I definitely I was doing some background inking at the time for just to provide some background entertainment. But uh, you and Roland had a really good. There was all kind of really cool stuff that you guys talked about. Stuff that I didn't even know, and I thought that I'd talk to you, you know, a good bit. So interesting. Layers. Maybe yeah, that's what today's show should be about. <laughs> Brent Larson, part two. What? What? So, terrible idea. Is, <laughs> <laughs> they've got to scroll scroll through the Facebook feed or or our um, YouTube videos and look for a picture of a stunning individual dressed. As a centurion or yeah. something similar? Yeah, yeah. That, that's, I love it. Uh, yeah, rolling through that on Instagram, and I was like, 
where did you dig that? <laughs> Stupid internets. <laughs> it's forever. It's forever. Yeah. That's so good though. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, love that background. That's Thank cool. you. Yeah. Yep. I thought he was mirror imaged for a second. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, all right. John's not even, oh, John's not even here. Then. Okay. No, he's uh, not. Yeah. I'm gonna go find one too. <laughs> so, like, uh, <laughs> uh, as Tommy said, yeah, if you want to know more about Brett, he did a one on one with Roland. Those are our Monday night streams. Uh, Roland does a one-on-one with a silver line, uh, silver liner, and uh, we find out all the all the inside details about our our lives and our our creative exploits. Um, so, next, C. Michael Lanning, introduce yourself. I am C. Michael Lanning, a uh, penciler for Silverline, working on a project with the head honcho himself, Mr. Roland Mann, called the Rejects, which you'll see some of that today. All right. Thank you. And we are watching your artwork right now, correct? Yes? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Rory Boyle, you're next. Hello. Good evening. I am Rory Boyle, co-creator of Steam Patriots, steampunking of the American Revolution. I co-created with Scott and it is over a decade in the making, but coming to you this fall. <laughs> well, hopefully. Hopefully. We make no guarantees. <laughs> uh, uh, all of the opinions expressed by the personalities on tonight's show are not necessarily the expressed opinions of Silverline <laughs> and its creators. Am I still here? <laughs> okay, you are. You are so enraptured. You are frozen. <laughs> um, so uh, thank you, Rory. Did I cut you off? I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're all good. All right. I just. I just caught sight of Tim's background. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Okay. This is perfect. I, he, he's to the right of my screen. Well, uh, however you uh, – on my screen, I can't look at it right now. It's like I have to, like <laughs> – so stupid. I like, I like how Tim's sitting off to the side. Yeah, it's, right. like, <laughs> it's like Nick Cage is Nick leaning in on his we're just, doing the, we're just doing the action movie pose of this two guys, like, shoulder, shoulder. Yes. <laughs> Off. <laughs> take your face off. Oh, I want to take his face. <laughs> okay. okay, serious people. All right, <laughs> keep it serious here. Tim, why don't you introduce your friend and then introduce yourself? So, and, this is uh, uh, Nick Cage, I've seen Conair, and um, <laughs> uh, I am uh, Tim TK. I am the associate editor at Silverline Comics, so I handle a lot of the online stuff, our blog scheduling, and the uh, monthly craft series. Uh, we, I believe, we just had a post up from the uh, CEO Michael Lanning. Um, and I will be reaching out to other members of this stream team uh, as the year progresses to get their uh, bits of how they make comics to throw up and uh, take part of their brain into the audience brain on making comics. Uh, I'm also the writer slash creator of a book called uh, Wolf Hunter, which is um, uh, World War II um, alternate history uh, spy conspiracy theory goodness. <laughs> That sounds amazing. Oh. All right. Sweet. Yes. I'm excited. Uh, let's see. Tommy Kablam, you are next. 
Uh, my name is Thomas Floramonte Jr. I've been doing comics since the early 90s. Um, I'm currently inking a book called Trumps based off of the card playing game, you know, where you throw the cards down and you trump the person, all that kind of stuff. But it's a sci-fi uh, story that um, uh, Roland Mann, the uh, head honcho of Silverline, is writing. Um, uh, I'm also the, the co-owner of a printing company called Kablam digital printing and um and uh, i'll be doing some background uh art stuff too of more of the trump stuff later on so there we go all right there's all my right. thing up here i'm gonna get rid of that go bye Poof. oh but Tommy, that background that, that that could have been your 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 casting backdrop for the old spawn movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, uh tommy the the facebook page the silverline facebook page has the trump trump's art on it right now correct and that's um oh does it i didn't yeah know. the banner the banner and it says coming soon uh yeah we're supposed to do that and we're gonna have a a double feature and kickstarter for what roland says next month i think uh, cat and mouse number four yes is awesome. done penciled i think they finished inking so they're coloring now and getting it lettered up uh, Trump's is a, uh, it's, it's, it's a bigger book. It's like 48 pages, the first issue. It's a two-parter. And um, we're all but like five pages done from penciling. And I've inked most of it already. And most of it, at least well over half of it's been colored already. And I think Roland's been lettering it as, as we've been going. So it's, uh, it's, it's nearly, uh, uh complete uh i'm not sure what page i'll be working on but you'll be able to see some of that awesome yeah awesome it, and for anyone who doesn't know um Sil silver lines projects when we when we crowdfund them they are done yes uh, if you've not uh supported any of our projects we'd love if you did in the future um but we make a big point about saying that they are done you there's no speculation you're not you're not backing a project that may not happen. Um, what you're doing, really, in essence, doing is you're pre-ordering uh, a, a new story from us, a new story from an independent press with uh, independent creators that are telling awesome stories and making, uh, uh, doing amazing artwork. So um, when you're supporting the crowdfunding, you're getting the, the product, you're getting the story, but you also have the opportunity to get uh, one-off specials and unique extras. So keep an eye out because that's coming soon. That's September, right? We're going to be launching. I believe. I, I don't know when in September, but yeah, but, like, yeah. like Scott was saying, we're going to have uh, with the Trumps part. I'm not sure about what they're going to do with the uh, the extra stuff or the cat and mouse, but with the Trumps, we're going to have a bunch of the pages. I've been inking everything pretty much digitally, but I inked a lot of pages uh, traditional, wow. and, mm -hmm. and these are going to be part of the rewards. Here's like one that I was working on. Oh, this cool. is page 14. I believe so. I'm working on this, so this will be a page that'll be up for grabs. Uh, I think we got about five or six uh, actual pages, pages, and then pinups and and uh, commission type works. If if you want any of the artists to actually do, you know, other characters or or whatever, whatever Roland comes up. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's usually very clever, and we always have new stuff um, for comic oh, yeah. lovers. On the, the, the Trump thing, because it is based off of a, a, a card playing game, we are actually going to make a, uh, now I don't know if this is, uh, I think Roland, I think we've mentioned this before. So there, 
one of the reward levels, uh, if everything works out right. So let's don't you know don't 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 beat me up if I'm wrong. We're gonna we're gonna do a set of cards, an actual card you know card playing cards, a, you know fifty two deck card uh, custom cards that, that are awesome. gonna be made up. That, that I think we're gonna get printed with the bicycle playing card company people oh, cool. that print those cards. So they're gonna be real cards. They're not gonna be uh, just some you know printed on a a Xerox machine. <laughs> in a, yeah. in they're, they're actually going to be real playing cards. So I can't wait for that because I do a little bit of card magic kind of stuff. So I, oh, cool. I we really yeah. like to have some real cards to, to of my own. That'd be kind of neat. At the right level, you can come entertain at a party and do card tricks, right? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I just do them around. <laughs> well, okay, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. That's the top tier. That's the that's that top reward. That, that'll be that, that'll be Tommy's only TikTok video is just him doing card yeah. tricks with the, That's right. <laughs> the price of the comic I can and the Pharaoh shuffle a deck of cards in front of oh. me. Ooh. Oh, yeah. No, oh. anybody can do that. What am I talking about? <laughs> Nothing up my sleeve. <laughs> Nothing up my other sleeve. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Enough. I'm Scott Wakefield. Uh, I'm going to try to uh, con- control this group tonight and guide the conversation. I am a co-creator and co-writer of Steam Patriots, as Rory mentioned before. Uh, we came up with this story back in 1984, and not, not true. And today not you're going to show art from it, because we <laughs> talked about that last week. I know. That was 1884. I my laptop up to show it. I, oh, 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 you're so fired. I know, I know. <laughs> um, and uh and I also, I'm also working uh, on publicity for Silverline, trying my best. And so if you're watching this and you do have a podcast or you have a show or you have a way that you want to uh, have one of our folks, anybody from Silverline, well, not anybody. We love to get our creators, especially folks that are um, involved with current uh, campaigns, um, but, but, uh, if you're out there and uh, want to have one of our folks on, and we'd love to talk, we'd love to promote what you have going on, and you promote what we have going on. That's how the independent world works. We take care of each other. Um, our topic tonight is uh, out of character, and we do we talk a lot about character creation on um, our shows. We've we've got a characters part one and part two. If you go scroll scroll through our shows. Um, uh, characters characters and plot you know that those make their stories and um you can have a plot driven story you can have a character driven story and a mishmash of of other things involved but um but very often when you when you love a story it's because you love the characters uh i i use the example of ncis a lot it's been on the on tv for what Ever. almost 20 years and the plot is almost the same every episode. It's a kind of it's a procedural. They find the dead, the body. They they go through the steps. They have the the chase, the climax of action, and then uh, and then they're all friends and they hug and they drink coffee uh, at the end of the show. <laughs> but they the show is driven really by the characters that we all we love Gibbs and the others and you know Gibbs especially and uh, and character development. So. When we talk about characters, it's very important to adhere to that character. And when a character does something stupid, us as readers 
or viewers, consumers of that story are often like, what, what just happened? What, they, they, they can't do that to my character. <laughs> <laughs> that we did that that thing <laughs> we, that's how we're left feeling uh, uh, my control goes out the window <laughs> <laughs> we're doing great we're I'm sorry I'll stop stupefied <laughs> by, uh, by a poor choice uh, that really the, the writers have made I mean if, if we're talking actors they don't make a lot of decisions uh, for for what they're they, they do, or if we're talking comic books, which is what we're all about, um, it's the writers, it's the creators, and uh, if if those characters make a uh, foolish decision that is in, aligned with their character, that even while we might think it's stupid, if it fits the plot, we can all say, oh, oh, well, he, he at a, at a low point in the character's life. Um, they made that decision, but when it when it makes zero sense for the character or for the plot, and it seems like they hired a you know a, a six year old to um, to write the story, uh, that's when we get we get upset. We don't want that that, that to happen. Um, and then the larger the body of work, and when we when we talk about the big comic books that have been around for decades and decades, and you know Batman, Superman have been around for a long time. There's a there are very very many opportunities for for foolishness to happen, um, but here at Silverline we have no room for foolishness, <laughs> uh, especially in our characters. So who wants to get us started? Who wants to come? We're going to talk about our own stories, our own characters, but also we're going to talk about uh, protagonists and other characters in, um, in in movies, TV, and comic books that we've seen make stupid decisions. Oh, and. I, I'll, I'll repeat. I'm on my phone here. So sorry, everybody. You're gonna see my finger doing this as I swipe the screen. Anybody you want you want me to get it rolling? Yeah, yeah. So, you, you writer folks, come up with some. So get it. So my example. So my example. It's not from Steam Patriots. I'll talk about that in a second, and uh, I will. I'll let Rory chime in on that. But one of my. I'm a, I'm a big Iron Man fan. I've been an Iron Man fan since I was little, and. Um, I was very excited about the movies. I love the movies. I love the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I, of course, if we, we could spend many, 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 many nights picking apart Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I think all of us, we're all, we all love the movies. We love movies and, and comic books, but we enjoy finding the plot holes. You know, you watch an episode of Star Trek or uh, anything, you can, you can pick them apart, but we can still enjoy it. Iron Man 3, I think was, I, I love it and hate it. I love that it was character development for Tony Stark. He he made a big change and realized that he was a jerk in Iron Man 3. But he made a stupid decision after Happy Hogan got injured. He comes out of the hospital. I think it's a hospital. And the cameras are all in his face. And he, he says, you know, you can come and get me. I'm distilling it down. I have to rewatch to get it exactly. He says, come and get me. And he gets in his car and, and peels out. Um, he says, come and get me but he makes no accommodations. I mean, he's Tony Stark with Iron Man, with, with Stark Industries, and people know where he lives. So there's no question about that. And he, he doesn't keep a suit nearby. He doesn't keep, a, you know, keep like, you know, boop, the button to call the suit. Um, he doesn't put up any defenses around his house. He just stands there and watches the helicopter come in and blow up his entire house. And I thought, it's kind of a 
that's kind of a dumb decision. Now, he was at a low point. He was upset, and he we could say that it was a rash decision. He was angry, and that's yes, that's foolish. Uh, so, so it it yeah, I can I can accept it a little. Um, in the in the Steam Patriots story, I'm going to switch to, to <laughs> mine and Rory's. I was going to ask real quick: was it two or three that took us three nights to get through because we kept falling asleep? What what's that? Was it Iron Man two or three? that we tried watching it all the way through three nights in oh. a row and just couldn't do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is the one with Nick Nolte in it? Nick Nolte? One that Nick Nolte? No, not Nolte. Um, Nick Fury? Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Bridges? Bridges? Yeah, yes. Yeah, Rourke. Uh, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Rourke. Oh, no, no, that wasn't the first one. That was the that was second, the second one. Okay. That's what I would fall asleep on. Him too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I liked Iron Man 2. Three, three, I thought, three annoyed me because I didn't like how the suit could do you know, he made all those suits and then blew them up, and I, I felt like it cheapened the suit. And then, mm. like everything on the suit had a repulsor in it, like the gloves could fly, the face mask, yeah, could all fly. on their own. Yeah, and I, it's kind of it's kind of cheesy. Uh, so that was it progressed kinda, the story. I, <laughs> well, <laughs> it was a convenient way. Well, because if his suit couldn't do all that. And then when his house blew up and he fell down in the water, the glove wouldn't have been able to pull him out, like reverse jet mm -hmm. pull him out. And it, I, it, in the grand scheme of things, it's not like – so we're all writers. We all write. Just rewrite it. You're not stu – well mm. – Oh, it's wrote down. I typed it in. I can't erase it. <laughs> we'll retcon that later. It's got to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I saw uh, movies just say that a nice thing that we have working in indie that they might not have with being part of a big studio is as writers, when we each make a change, that stays in. They have to go through so yeah. many producers that yes. at the end, it's, yes. yeah. You know, it would sound great. <laughs> well, yeah, and then it goes back to that huge body of mm. work. Yeah. Where do you start? Who do you, mm. what, like, what plot line do we put people in is it is it pepper pots from is she tony's girlfriend or is she happy's girlfriend is the suit this way or mm -hmm. you know uh well, you know, it's not like it was already filmed and then they go you know we should have just changed you know it's it was written down at that point written, they could have yeah. come up with yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i know a lot of artists when they're when they're drawing stuff you know they'll they'll sketch something out and, and start drawing it and getting you know or you know and it's inked already and they go oh that i drew the wrong thing and it's like well i already drew it i'm not gonna erase it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i know a lot of i know i've seen a lot of stuff that uh, where it's it's been like i already i drew it i'm not erasing it it's just send a note back saying please rewrite panel two right you know you'll get something that uh been you know inked and fixing to go to press or whatever this was back in the marble days and they'll go like you know these four panels are messed up. We're just going to send you, you know, those four panels to, to re-ink or whatever, redraw and ink and stuff, and you do up these little paste-up things for them. You know, this is back before you could just do it digitally and send it. You know, you'd have to FedEx everything. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you're at the writing point. You think that they would go... You know, you, you see a lot of uh, movies and stuff where it's like, could, shouldn't they have just ran that by two or three people? <laughs> right. That just could have been tweaked just a little different? Would have yeah. made a lot, lot more sense? Oh, from and, what I hear, a lot of these issues are run it by 10 or 12 people, and each one of them has equal say, and the, yeah. the producer comes in. 
But like uh, with all those movies, we see they created by a title or they're written by. They just do the initial like five bullet point right. story, and then each like different subwriter or person in the room gets a different scene. I, I I've always thought, especially for like for sci-fi movies where the where the the fan base is really really geeky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm pointing pointing to you guys. Um, they should just mm-hmm. they need to hire. They need to hire it like I caught that. comic book guy, <laughs> a continuity manager. Yeah, yeah. Hire like comic book guy. Yeah. We just made jobs say, for um, ourselves. Um, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah, wh- why don't they get that guy? Yeah. Who can? Who who has read every comic book or watched mm-hmm. every episode of Star Trek? Yes, said, the actually um, guy. Well, actually, yeah, right there. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The act. I like that. Actually, guy. Um. Actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the guy in the room. Yeah, you love the parties. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Brent, you you know you we were going to get back to some of the stuff that you've done in in the past. What? <laughs> how is that? How is that writing come around to you know when you're you know you're you're doing the writing and it needs to be changed and you know and all that kind of stuff. Is that a is that something they would ask? bring it back to you to rewrite or did it just somebody else just does it and then you you see the finished product and you go i didn't write any of that why they put my name on it well <laughs> now i write for short film and i work with a small production team so we're all kind of uh we're all friends we all collaborate together but one thing i was going to say was it's kind of uh it's basically i love being a writer i love being a screenwriter um and frankly i love being a martyr because it's easy when you're in that job because when you're the screenwriter you're the guy who comes up with the idea and you write the script and then all your friends start picking apart all the things <laughs> they don't like and they're saying this doesn't work and this doesn't work and I don't understand how this goes so you have to write it like I've done projects where I wrote a dozen over a dozen drafts for a short film wow. now, this is actually pretty common if you're doing a feature but I mean seriously I'm like dude and then they shoot it and maybe sometimes it's not that great, but no one ever gives them trouble because it's, <laughs> it's like it ends up sneaking, and they go, "Well, who wrote this?" Yeah, uh, Fred Larson wrote. Well, this at one. that point, yeah. you're like, you're like, you know, I think actually your your choice of angle kind of sucked. Here. And you don't want to <laughs> say that because then you're a jerk. But if they tell me that, then they're actually being constructive. Right. They oh. <laughs> yeah. uh. See, the only thing that I lose is. Well, hair, I guess. <laughs> do it all the time. But then when it's on screen, it's done. The you know, there are times when when we've watched something and gone, you know, I think um this is a horror movie, but sure doesn't seem very scary or horrible <laughs> or anything. At that point you're just like, Well, I guess maybe next time we'll do better. Yeah. So it's over at that point. But when you're writing a script, yeah, any old thing. There are times when I'll have producers who say, I'll be at a third or a fourth draft or me and my writer's team, and they'll be like, you know, I liked this plot point. And I'll be like, it's been in there in every draft. And you're telling us this. Because, you know what? Maybe they had a bad day on the road. Mm-hmm. Someone cut them off, and they're going to take it out on the script. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay because we're happy that we have the job and no it's just great it's like everybody's happy everybody's on the same team blah 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 blah, blah. but anyway um 
so comics is obviously different because there's a lot less people to satisfy and that's kind of why i like comics <laughs> so yeah and when that question was i answering some of the i just want to talk for a little while that was really a while. <laughs> <There you are>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week <laughs> brought to you by con air <laughs> See, speaking of okay sorry i've got to get to steam patriots and my character my protagonist but speaking of horror movies talk about stupid decisions the whole time right I, that's that's like the hallmark of of horror movies oh when you're yelling at the screen why yeah. go into <laughs> why are you running upstairs Right. Why are you right. running with a knife? Why are you, why are you running, period? Why aren't you running away? Why are you... yeah. Oh, look, he's gone. We can talk I, about what we I want. Away. Oh, I'm he's here. back. He was I'm back. still here. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 idiotic decisions. Like, what's that noise? Let's go find Let's out. Let's go see. I, no. Did you hear somebody scream? I'm going to go see what that is. I'm going to go find out. I'm going to go this way is what, with my phone as I'm calling 911 is what, what I'm doing. Yeah, I've seen a lot yeah. of uh, movies lately where uh, a character is haunted, not a house, but a character. It was almost like the writers were starting to realize, why would there be a haunted house? And then people would choose to stay there. I yeah. Mean, it's logical from start to finish. So you Unbelievers. Have a character be haunted, and then they can't escape. Just right. get that stubborn character. I'm going to do it. I'm going to stay. Right. I'm going to stay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's a there's a scary movie I've been meaning to see with Nick Cage called Color Out of Space. Oh yeah, yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah, Lovecraft story. Yeah. Uh, what's the what's the vintage on that? Is that new or? It's, uh, I think it's in the last last year. Year, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. After he so, did, uh, John probably probably has already got it's a, a release Cage copy movie of it. and it's direct to video. Oh. 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 <laughs> Isn't that all he does anymore? It's all good. Hey man. Yeah. No, after he did mandate, I feel like that's kind of his like his role now though, is that like what if he is always just the psychologically unstable person because it's Nick Cage? Yeah. yeah. Uh, He's just playing himself. Yeah. <laughs> right. And after at the ten and thirty year mark of being in the business, you probably get the nostalgia buys. So everyone's like, Oh, I remember Nick Cage. He was good in that one movie. Right. Let's watch this. Well, no, it's the thing where it's like you know, he made a bunch of money at one point. He's going to hit it again, huh. you know. So you know, we just keep putting him in there, and it's it's going to hit. It's going to it's going to come back. Color so out of space has like the cinematic equivalent of a really bad craps table. Yeah, say so, uh, color out of space Slot machine. Eventually, it's going to hit. <laughs> color out of space has an eighty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, okay, no that's good. Right. The higher the numbers, the better, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Critics or audience? Let's see. Uh, 86 critics, 82 audience. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's there's back. Hope. There's hope. Maybe he's back. We should do a screening for all of us just to watch it on while people can watch us watch it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Video. yeah. yeah. No, don't, watch, don't watch the movie. Just watch us watching the movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we can pull an MST3K or Rift Tracks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like the, 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 y'all ever watch the TV show? My wife and I just love it. It's called like the People's Couch or whatever, where it's the people, the different groups of folks that are just watching a program and they're, they're sitting on the sofa. It's, it's, so it's a shot of them sitting on the sofa as they're, you know, kind of like what we're doing here from the audience watching us. And, 
and they're all just like so it's five six different families watching in their own homes that kind of thing and they're all watching a show so we should do that so that way everybody can jump at the same time and go reaction videos yeah that's not a bad idea john would love to do it is that more or less what twitch is except you're talking about watching tv instead of playing a video game right yeah only with uh twitch they can see the game so but this would be just straight up just only us yeah yeah <laughs> no it we'd ha- we'd have to find a show that's on like regular broadcasting things so right. maybe there's a way that we can all say it starts at the same time so the viewer can watch uh, all of us at the same time they're, so they're, it's all live at the same time there are people that'll do that where they'll do like a, a watch party where they'll tell everyone a to watch party. Yeah, yeah, start yeah, a movie yeah. at one time so, yeah yeah what if we watch the view it would be viewers <laughs> watching the view. Oh, watch it's way sidetracked. Oh boy! So meta. Uh, huh? So much more. So Scott. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Scott, take, okay. Back, take this back. Really? From us, and rein it in. We are talking about <laughs> out of control characters. Characters. Uh, I see a whole bunch character. right here. It, out of character, and uh, so. In, in thinking about Steam Patriots, I have a, I, we, or, and I say I, Rory, Rory and I, <laughs> have written a, a teenage protagonist who has an exceptional mind, and he is caught up, embroiled, as smart people like to say, uh, in the American Revolution that is 1776. And he is going to help the American cause, the, the, uh, the colonials, um, and the one thing, and correct me if I'm wrong, Rory, unless you've gone soft on me, uh, we talked about is we don't want him to have an obnoxious female love interest. Yes, I think that was uh, the agreement. But has it has it been drawn yet? The female love interest? Yeah. Oh wait, wait a minute. Yes. That's a that's a that's a, uh, a level on Kickstarter. We can take your likeness. Oh, yeah. that's right. <laughs> that's, you, there you, you, go. Go. you mean the love interest or the or Steve? Well, what I was getting at because we talked about that in the writing steps, we can go ahead and get rid of this stuff that you don't like already, and then and oh then no, not have it's to all, do it. It's all done. There's oh. no room. There's no room for a love interest. Uh, we can save it for the rehash, but you put it in there anyway. Six. Well, <laughs> yeah, like uh, the Hobbit, you can just throw one in no matter. All right. What yeah. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so, so I what I, I'm not opposed to it, but in this, it seems like it seems like so often in a story, it's just shoehorned in there. Like as somebody somewhere in the committee says, "Well, there's got to be a love interest and in a love story to appeal." And no, I don't. We we want Felix is the the protagonist. He's going to do what he does, and maybe down the line. But I feel like that's just like. Derails the story, uh, and is is not necessary. So, to answer the question, what I don't want my protagonist to do is deal with a love interest, at least in the early stages of the story. There you go. I, I would agree with that, Rory. <laughs> is, okay. Um, what uh, is is that okay between y'all two? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah absolutely all right good absolutely no love story good no love story for the first now, 10 nobody issues. has to draw that <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have decades worth of material historically <laughs> to pull from so there's so many love interests we can already shoehorn in side stories yeah but it's not the main character 
we were talking about protagonists making out of character choices yes. our ours being a teenager makes a bunch of brash decisions so maybe making the right decision would be the out of character decision <laughs> yeah <laughs> impestuant youth drives our story for the first yeah. few issues yeah for him for, yeah he's he's part of his problem his flaw yeah he's going to be foolhardy he's going to be impetuous he's going to make some foolish decision but yeah um making a good decision would be a good thing um and making constant stupid decisions would probably be uh frustrating you would there'd never be a, we'd need we'd need a relief from the constant uh idiocy uh right. of the foolishness of youth so um he can't be constantly making bad decisions and i think uh, the, how his decisions form over time is probably a character arc in it into itself because he'll have mentorish figures along the way yeah. and you yeah. see him progress as a person and make you know his character grow and mm -hmm. there you go there you go that's so we have a uh, person over on the uh facebook uh thing and i'm going to mispronounce uh his name it's cassie uh, uh, cassie harris Cassisi. yeah thank you and he says, um, uh, now it's scrolled away, so I don't know. So never mind. No, it says, uh, this is great. I struggle with the question, do I need a love interest? Now, I don't know if he meant that he needs one in, in real life <laughs> or if he was talking about yeah. in the um, actual comic that he is trying yeah. to create. But um, uh, in real life, maybe, yes, maybe. in the comic, you know, it depends Shouldn't on what the story needs. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. it. I uh, I, I just wanted. He, he uh, writes it is Cassisi. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, Cassisi. Yeah, Cassisi. Yep. Uh, I, I, protagonist I, of your own story. Exactly. I, I had wrote him back. Uh, I feel like a lot of comics could just do with a platonic relationship. You don't necessarily need to have romance in every single story. Right. Yeah. But then oh, I my my fault my addendum to that was I personally, however, could go for one. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, anybody out there that watches this video at some point, um, um, Mr. Tim is on, at the two thousand uh, dollar Kickstarter level. You can yeah, his yes. Right. <laughs> on TikTok, you can go check that out, and then he likes to send. You can send him pictures over there if you want. Maybe we can get a nice yeah. uh, relationship going. <laughs> me, on the other hand, I've been married for thirty some odd years, so don't be sending me any pictures. All right, no, new. No. No, I don't want to, don't want to get in trouble. Nope. Silverline. Thomas, <laughs> Thomas at InfernoStudios.com. <laughs> yeah, she's in it. She's, she's back there. <laughs> so, so to our, because uh, uh, I'm I don't have it in front of me, so I'm just going off what you guys said. Yeah. It, it, yes and no. It, if it fits your story. Yeah, the story. Yeah, it depends yeah. on the story. Yeah. Don't yeah, like, like you were saying, don't throw it in there just because you can't come. If right. there's a reason yep. for it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that that's it's always the other thing I feel like is it's a lot of times it's overplayed, you know, because you know Superman always has to rescue Lois Lane, or you know, it, <clears throat> it's it. But if it fits, yeah, and if it's if it's not shoehorned in, and a lot of times. Uh, another thing I I I'm trying to be aware of, and you know, if people ask me questions about storytelling, is is I'm a firm believer. Don't leave your character alone for mm -hmm. a long time, and I don't mean it's got to be a, a love interest. They need somebody to talk to. Yeah. Um, because unless you're really good at storytelling, um, yeah, it's a like, lot of panels like this. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> with and the board, yeah, it's kind of boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah with yeah. the thought. Yeah, and and and, and thought thought balloons have gone or bubbles have gone gone by the wayside. So captions and the you know the inter yeah. interior monologue of, of a solo character gets tedious and it's hard. It's hard storytelling. It's hard to to tell a story that way. Dialogue is a lot easier. Yeah, and you can propel mm -hmm. a plot with dialogue. With you know, you can say, "Oh, how was your day? Oh, I had a terrible day." You know, what is this? What do you say to yourself? boy i've had a bad day you know it's it's it doesn't work so having a, a compatriot for yeah. your mm -hmm. your heroes is good i think I'm, I'm a fan of that compatriot with a twist like uh indiana jones and last crusade and dr schneider <laughs> How, like if it's, if it's your first time watching the movie <laughs> you know the the twist <laughs> don't, don't. not not short round yeah. <laughs> oh boy. No time for love. Uh, Dr. As I would say, uh, kind of coming back to uh, comics and uh, Scott's point about it being uh, non integral, I think uh, I'm not the biggest Spider Man fan, but there is oh. a. Uh, a um, I haven't gotten my rant yet about the Tobey Maguire movies, um, but there is a noticeable change in. Um, relationship that spider-man fans have with mary jane and gwen stacy because gwen stacy her relationship was uh when it was done was very short-lived and it's very integral to the plot and mm -hmm. she she broke our collective hearts uh yeah. <laughs> and then, but mary jane has become kind of a meme and just the uh unending uh will they won't they and then it's a marriage that kind of exists in the sidelines we're not sure anymore and then they're yeah. well they won't they again but uh, Gwen Stacy is very much, uh, at least from everyone I interacted with, the the beloved because she felt necessary and she felt so uh, intertwined as a companion to Peter Parker. Are you talking from the comics or the the movies? You're talking about the comics. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, and one thing I would add too, is, um, and that is that. If you're asking if a love interest is necessary, the reason why love interests are compelling in any medium is because of the conflict they create. Yeah. Which is what you need more than a love interest, more than anything else, if you're telling a story. If you don't have conflict, then you don't have a story worth telling. Really? And a love interest is a natural, um, not only is it something that is very relatable to any audience, um even lonely um like reading about people having relationships and uh but if it's yeah. just some kind of a random element kind of like this person is tall this person drives a chevy this person has a significant <laughs> other that's not really very yeah. useful right. um so that's why you're gonna want to have a love interest unless like actually take your example scott i mean it sounds like felix is in the Revolutionary War, got a lot to deal with right now. Yes. Frankly, a love interest would be a distraction, which is not a bad thing if you want to consider it down the road because suddenly right. you've got an entire plot. I might have a potential girlfriend, except I've also got the Revolutionary War. Which, what do I do? You've what got do a I brand do? And you can mine that whole thing, and, yeah. and that could be a great way to go. Um, it's funny because like a good example is the James Bond movies up until yeah. Daniel Craig, he didn't ever fall in love. It's because right. he was too busy and the audience didn't really care about his love life. They just wanted him to take on Dr. Whoever it was that time. 
So wait, but but wait. The uh, um, um, we have another um, person um, talking. Actually, uh, Brett. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, please. <laughs> oh, I've been waiting for this all night. Uh, On Majesty's Secret Service, he got yes, married. Yes, okay. he did. And there's yes. a reason why he was only and, in and one we see, movie. And we see how and that then, ended up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, and also, yeah. wasn't the, the CIA well, guy, Felix? Felix was married. Yep. Really, Felix was the real companion of James Bond. Felix has a level of interest all the time. The, <laughs> <laughs> the bromance. But yeah, Dan- Daniel Craig, yeah, he uh he fell in love and uh and then she died, yeah. Yeah. We had to right, right. You yeah. could even see that the audience yeah. was changing for Bond. They were like, We want to know who this yeah. guy really is. And then mm-hmm. what's funny yeah. is if you're gonna tell a story with a real person, even if you don't have a love interest, you have to explain why not. Yeah. He's too busy. Right. Um, right. He's in a different relationship that is really the focus, like a dad and his son, or a dad and his grandfather, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, mother, daughter, all this. I mean, yes, love interest, you, you'll probably have to explain why there isn't one. Well, I'm having a rough period. But, you know, you have to do it so you can move on to the other source of conflict that right. this is really about. Mm-hmm. So, yes. You writers, you guys got to come up with stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but is that's that's funny because that brings it back to tony stark because that's that was that character yeah yep yep he was yeah he was a womanizer and a jerk mm-hmm. and then sort of loved pepper and then was yeah. a jerk pushed but away and do his yes, work and then... then he became yep yep yeah well i i've got a thing where it'd be both spider-man and tony stark this is more of the movie stuff so what I didn't uh, really like is is why in the new Spider-Man movie, this is something that we're talking about, things that we don't like the characters. Why did he give away Tony Stark's uh, super cool glasses? Why why did, why did they do that? that? Okay, let's move on to something else. This is spoilers. Say <laughs> once more. It's been out for over a year. We've all I, seen the movie. I, uh, <laughs> wait. Oh. That wait, did y'all, did y'all not see that? No, I'm, I'm behind on. I'm behind on it. Oh, whatever. Wait, mind. what haven't you seen, Rory? Wait, the the new Spider-Man Far From Home movie. Any of them? Talk about things oh. that some of the characters do that we. That yeah, we I've watched like. every other. Yeah, I've one. got notes, and these are all my notes. So I'm trying what? to work them in. So we gotta, I, can you fax that to me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Sorry, but this is the price Rory pays. <laughs> yes, in in Homecoming the. Homecoming? Yes. Or far, far from, as home. far from home. Far from home is the new. Yeah, yeah, home, yeah. yeah you're and right, you're I do right, think right, right. it it is. It's a dumb decision. It's it's I mean, dumb, I but I get. But I but I also I get why this Peter Parker would, because they're oh. playing they're playing this one very much as a as the younger Peter Parker where no. he is. Yeah. Like if you're funny. like if you're a high school kid and you're like I'm going on a cool adventure and then, uh, super dad is like hey here's the. Here's here's oh, the keys to like yeah, here's the, key to the, the end of the world. Here, Hold on to them, ass. and you're like, this my is a mentor. lot right now. This guy looks like an actual yeah. superhero. I'm gonna give it to him because okay. he looks like an adult. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure who said they didn't see it. They do know in the last Avenger movies that that Tony Stark gone. Right? Am I spoiling that? You, you've yeah. seen that, right, Rory? I see. I'm up on the. Okay, yeah. so so oh, yeah. so you know, he he gives them these glasses that that are the that that 
that are connected to all of Tony Stark's stuff, right? You know, can control the world basically, or maybe not, but you know what I'm saying. And he goes, huh, you're, you're cool. Here, take them. He just gave them away. <laughs> yeah. What, what, I think, the, I think it had to heck? do with um, uh, d- daddy issues and then also just being a dumb kid where he felt like he was doing worse for Tony's legacy than someone who he thought, he thought was an actual superhero would. Oh, he gave him to Fishbowl Head. Yeah. Mysterio, which I really <laughs> yeah. love. Fishbowl the head way they head. really did Mysterio, I, I appreciated I, that. I, I did like yeah, that. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. All my Spider-Man <laughs> villains are, yep. are my favorites. So he was he, he was definitely cool. But you gave away my classes. And yeah. So stupid. Well, that's a really good example, though, of what, Scott, you were talking about. A a really ridiculous decision made by a main character to, to move a plot forward. Yeah. That doesn't make logical sense. No. That one never. I never had too much of a problem with that one. One that I really did that I was going to get to eventually was that piece of cinematic travesty called Batman versus Superman. <laughs> oh. Oh. Now Why there did you say one, that name? <laughs> one plot uh, element that I I could not believe it as I was hearing it, and that was when Bruce Wayne was explaining to Alfred why Superman had to die. <laughs> Remember this? It was because the Kryptonians had arrived on Earth and had caused all the havoc, and then Superman arrived and chased them all away, and Bruce Wayne's um, rationale was, therefore, we have to kill Superman because he brought them here. Therefore, we should kill him. And I remember just sitting there going, you're the most, you know, he says, he could kill billions. And my first thought was, you're a billionaire, uh, philanthropist, genius, scientist, uh, fighter. You could kill billions. Someone <laughs> should take you out. My second thought was, so the one guy that was strong enough to get rid of all of these people and you, you want to kill him? Right. A twelve-year-old could have talked some talked yeah. Bruce Wayne out of a, what a ridiculous uh, train of logic that he then spent lots of money so that he could kill the one guy who was actually on Earth's side. And I remember thinking, plot-wise, it moves him into an antagonistic relationship, but it's so thin it drove me up the yeah. wall. Yeah, yeah, it's it's somebody wrote something that was gonna die on that on what he wrote. That if you don't leave this in, then you know I'm gonna burn the whole complex down. Kind of. So they had to leave that little bit of stupidness in, and it yeah, yeah and it just redirects the whole thing. And you're like, this is like should have let should have let that guy just walk. Who who wrote yeah. that? Well, what's funny is that pretty much every fan that I know of picked up on it pretty fast mm-hmm. which means that as a storyteller you kind of owe it to your audience to not make stupid decisions just so that you can push your plot forward right yeah yep yep so save that for another story My, you could write that in something I, else right <laughs> I, I felt, uh, if they had given batman versus superman like a solid years run up a movie on both sides going into it much like the comics had for that run where like, hey, let's just build up where they have run-ins and during those run-ins they start butting heads more and more until it becomes a fight. Not just, I saw this guy on the news. He's stronger than I am. I must kill him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> until we learn our, our moms got the same names and everything. Yeah, or did I spoil that one too? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't spoil anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> but see, uh, huh? that, that was... 
Man of Steel was actually where I got mine from was Jonathan Kent in Man of Steel. Was the whole idea behind Superman having to keep his identity uh, or keep from saving him at that tornado coming? Yeah, it was a tornado, right? Yeah. Oh, no, stay back. Don't don't save me. So, you know, it doesn't make any sense to me. Or the kids with the school bus, let them drown. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Really? Just let the kids drown just in case they don't know that you're superpowered and can beat them up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's right. That's too important to to save a bunch of people's lives. Right? Yeah. No, no. You want to hide? They yeah. might dissect yeah. you. They don't have anything that they can use. But you know, or or, or not to sidetrack it, but it's it's Thor's thing in the last Avenger movie, or I guess it was the one before when when he had the sword to kill Thanos, and he's like, "Oh, I, I need a I need a dialogue, so let me." Stab it in his chest and not chop his head off yep. right then and just been over yeah. and yeah. saved everybody. But no, yeah. that's right. Let's let no see. I'm not saying that that was dumb, but why couldn't we've just done something else that didn't make you do that dumb thing right. to make it so you're like you could have chopped his head off right then and you easily could have chopped his head off and we would have been over right and not everybody would have everybody would be fine i mean that wouldn't have been a fun movie of course it's a weird moment where they could have stupid scene they decided to know, give that, thanos not enough agency like he could have easily just like snapped his hand up grabbed the axe in the gauntlet and exactly then, yeah you know or, or maybe maybe thanos could have just with thanos i said his name wrong could have just went like this yeah. and just yeah. moved you know it didn't have to be you didn't have to you know, it's so apparently Thor was aiming for his chest rather than his head, and you know, which I guess led to the funny, you know, thing. You should have chopped my head off, and he did yeah. it later. But <laughs> I hope I didn't spoil that. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, it, it, the, we're good. I'm the, good. The, the two highest right. grossing movies of all time. If you haven't seen them, I don't know how you're living. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it just just so Thor could dialogue, yeah. or whatever. Yep. Uh, uh, I mean, everybody in everybody in my group that went and saw it, we were like, "What? Why is he talking? What? Yeah. <laughs> this is that was silly." Oh, uh, oh that was fun. Snap your finger, everybody. Speaking of baddies who uh, could have done something a little better, and our uh, gracious um, uh, mascot here. Let me. Let me. So, um, <laughs> you in, in, in hit Marvel yeah. movie, uh, Ghost Rider, uh, uh, Lee, uh, Le- reboot that, aren't they? Uh, I think they tried it, yeah. Um, but Legion, when he became Legion, he yeah. did the one thing that would make him vulnerable to the Ghost Rider by consuming souls. So, as opposed to like having a like Aaron plot to move your like something that's dumb or some nonsensical to move the plot forward. The plot itself is nonsensical, and if he just didn't do that one thing, he'd be invulnerable and could proclaim himself ruler of Earth. But he's like, no, what if I consume more souls so I can be right. hurt more? Uh, yeah, Super I was thinking. I like the decisions. Not exactly bulletproof in terms of logic, narratively. <laughs> oh, brawn, no brains. <laughs> I like the the decisions that characters make especially in the trope of the we're getting the team together and you go through the <laughs> the, the montage of getting the team together and there's always the one guy that's like no reason yeah i'm in yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> certain death count me in 
until you get to uh, Wolverine in one of the throwback movies. Yes. They were putting a team together. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) What is it? uh, The way they they messed with that in um, the second Deadpool. What's his name? Uh, Bill? The just the random suburban uh, dad. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they know exactly what they're doing. Like, okay, here's this one guy, no powers whatsoever, but he's in. <laughs> yeah, he's in. I know. That yeah, was pretty funny. So, what about? Does anybody have a from from your stories that you're working on? Either uh, if you're if you are not writing, yeah, I'm sure you can throw in what you don't want the heroes or characters to do. So if you've got any thoughts on, on that, go ahead. Anybody have feelings on how their heroes will be progressing and something you do not want to see happen? I'll actually go. Cause then I have to jump off. Cause as you know, Pew. I go to bed early. Um, <laughs> I'm telling a story. Kalis is a story about a guy who is an astronaut went up, disappeared back in the sixties Fell back to Earth today-ish, uh, and stands up, and he's invulnerable, and he's barely aged. And the thing that I wanted to set up from the get-go is there is absolutely no reason for this man to put on a costume and start fighting crime. Yeah, which is such a, it, I wouldn't even call it a trope anymore. It's it just never really made a lot of sense to me right that a normal person would get bitten by a radioactive whatever and then decide that they're going to fight crime there's so much that has to line up especially today because audiences are so much more savvy they're so much more wanting to know that this character they're investing in is a real uh kind of a real person and not a two-dimensional oh i just like superhero action kind of yeah so in the first issue our hero um he uh stumbles into a gas station in the middle of a holdup um he helps to defuse it but only because he needs a ride it's not for truth justice in the american way um he makes his way onto a military base and um, refuses to uh, let himself be pushed around, but also is not there to prove um, what a great guy he is because he's on a mission. So this mission is what's going to drive him throughout the rest of the series, um, which means it will drive him sometimes away from doing something heroic. And that was something that was really important to me um, in this character's mind is uh, we have a guy who wants to do the right thing. He feels a tremendous responsibility to something that I haven't revealed yet. Um, And that responsibility will cause him to sometimes act in ways that others might consider to be cowardly, uh, insensitive, um, even wrong. And uh, I was, I'm, I want him, my character, I want him to experience the negative emotions and the negative blowback that comes from having to make those choices because uh, doing the right thing is never really easy. I mean, that's why sometimes most people would rather not do the right thing. It's a hard thing to do. 
So when someone, uh, when I read a story, especially more in modern, uh, in, in modern media, of someone who makes an easy decision to do something that in real life would cost them, and it doesn't seem to cost them, that that's pretty annoying. That seems that does not ring true for real life. So that's something that I really want my character to do is to not act in a way that um, doesn't ring true by operating according to what he believes is right, which is not what maybe everyone else thinks. So I like that. Yeah, that's good. That, that's that makes a fantastic character. That's so yeah. that's nuanced <clears throat> and not predictable. When it, it's a great it, dichotomy. Yeah. If everybody's expecting, hey, you you got superpowers, go be a superhero. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. Can't do it. Can't do it right now. That's good. I like that. That's good. Um, well, on that note, I better hey, go. Well done, uh, Brent. Thanks, thanks guys. That's great. Yeah, you have a great rest of your uh, your uh, your night. I know you're going to bed, but uh, <laughs> you be good. We'll see you next week. All right. Hey, thanks, guys. Bye. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to be following him out. All right. Are you are y'all meeting up for dinner or something? Oh, I'll love interest story. I, 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 oh, Rory, oh. oh. Rory, come on, romance. Uh, but Scott, you and I can't talk. Just... Any parting thoughts there, uh, sir? Before I, you I, I really just don't like Jonathan Kent in that movie. Uh, uh, other than that, nothing, nothing I could think of okay. right off the bat. But before you yeah. go, tell us quick. Give us a, a plug for yourself and how people can follow you and, and, uh, and see what you're doing. Uh, C. Michael Lanning, penciler. Um, check me out on Facebook. C. Michael Lanning, artist. C. Michael Lanning. And no, all right, that's it. So thank you, sir. You, you, you have a you. good rest of your week too. Uh, yes, have a good one. We'll see you. I'll try to get my iPad up and going. Sounds good. All right. Um, so he was talking about uh, doing the right thing, and, and everybody is uh, upset with you. I've been watching, uh, I'm not going to give too many spoilers, um, <laughs> Discovery. And uh, they do a neat crossover uh, for um, from the original series. Has everybody watched Discovery? I have not. I've been meaning to. Oh, Star Trek, yeah. Yeah. Is that is that the one with the guy from Quantum Leap? <laughs> That's that is not Enterprise. the one from. No, that is uh, uh, NCIS New Orleans. What yes. are you talking about? Yeah. Wait a minute. Scott, Rory, oh my goodness, Scott Bakula is Captain Archer on Enterprise, which was on like eight years ago. Yeah. It, I'm still catching up. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Get on. I just finished Get Next Generation. <laughs> <laughs> currently, currently on CBS, and they were very clever. Those sly dogs. They used Picard as one broadcast episode for free. The first one's always free, and then they forced everybody to continue the story on CBS All Access, and they they got me. They got me with with Patrick This is the one with the the Klingons. Be like the first couple episodes, right? You're talking about Picard, Picard or, or Picard. no, not Picard. Uh, Discovery does have Klingons, yes. Okay, Discovery has the female actress from uh Walking Dead. Um, yeah, 
and others. The new Spock and, and all that okay. kind of stuff. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Anyways, this is all to get to. <laughs> they, in the second season, I hope I'm not going to spoil anything, they do a flashback. Well, they, they, they line their plot up with. Now, I'm going to get kind of Star Trek nerdy here, but I had to do a little research because I needed get to get all up in there. Go my memory. The pilot episode of Star Trek, which was supposed to have Captain um, Pike, right. and it never aired because all the honchos at CBS said it's too cerebral, it's too smart. So they canned it, and then the actor, whose name I can't remember, he left Star Trek, and then they started over with Shatner and Captain Kirk, which I don't understand why they didn't just keep the name Pike, but uh, anyways... Because they were getting behind on production, they reused scenes from the pilot episode of uh, the cage, right? That's the pilot episode of the cage. And then so. the episode that aired had Spock taking a uh, commandeering the Enterprise. Because Spock and, was in the original one yes. too, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, in, in the actual episode that aired, Spock commandeers the Enterprise, kind of kidnaps Captain Pike. Well, that's when Captain Pike is in the Beep, boop, beep, boop, that the wheelchair, wheelchair thing. Yeah, it's very you know in in the twenty second century or twenty whatever. You, hopefully, we will progress beyond a wheelchair that has a two beeps. Um, but he has a he has something he has to get done. He's doing the right thing, and despite everyone trying to stop him, he's trying to do the right thing for. And he, he's vindicated in the end, and I think that's great. And I love that kind of story where. Um, even though even the the viewer or reader doesn't quite know, but you're you're hoping, you're trusting that your the character you know and love uh, is doing the right thing, and to get that payoff at the end uh, is good. Um, or because it, it would it would be it wouldn't make sense if Spock was doing the wrong thing. You know, of all characters, Spock breaking he breaks the rules for a reason for a, a, a greater good. Uh, if he was doing the wrong thing the whole time that ended, and ended up he was wrong, that would make any sense. Uh, so I, I, I like that kind of story. I like that kind of, you don't know what's going on, but you in the back of your mind, you're hoping he, he's doing something right, right? And they, Your brain's trying to put it together ahead of yeah. time. You're constantly thinking. And, and for for Star Trek, that's a, that was a great plot in their first season to... Uh, to, to give you insight into the character of Spock. And I love that Discovery is kind of rehashing a little of that. Not not rehashing, but but using that storyline and and kind of paralleling it. So not to give too much away. Um, well, I like I how they're, they're doing a, a, a Pike show yes. now. Yeah. He, he turned out to be, you know, wonderful. It was, it's Ad, been really good. Adson Rob yeah. is a great actor. Yeah, he is. Yes. Definitely. Yes. But, he, uh, uh, yeah, I, I saw there's there a some sort of poll of like most beloved characters of you know right now on tv and that character the, the current captain pike character he's awesome he's a great he's he's multifaceted he's tough but he's funny and he's he's likable and then he's he's a captain i've enjoyed it and then the, the what i've read about the spinoff series is it's going to be more akin to the original series where it's sort of a a planet of the week kind of show <laughs> they, yeah. they beam down and they do their star trekky thing like a serial thing. Yeah, yeah. It's well, um, Discovery's been a good mix of overarching plot and then episodes that kind of stand alone, very mm-hmm. Star Trekky episodes. Yeah, next or something 
Right. Yeah. Well, and the reason for all that was because of syndication. You, you if yeah. you did a if you did a right. story that spanned a whole season, syndication they had to show it in order. It didn't make any sense. And yep. now, now the formats are so different. Um, you don't have to do a one and done. Or would you, you'd always watch a to be continued out of order, and the next one was not the next episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> infuriating. I remember my siblings and I used to get so excited watching Next Generation, and episode would start, and the uniforms were all different. Yeah, go, what's going on? This is this isn't the right season. This isn't the right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I yeah. guess the the weird part. Of, I mean, I'm glad that that Pike came in and did so well, but it it really messed up a a bunch of us from the first season when they I forget what the actor's name is, but they uh, uh, Malfoy's dead from uh, yeah. from, yeah. <laughs> from Harry Potter. <laughs> you know, I, when we found out, my wife and I is a huge Harry Potter fan, so when we found out that he was going to be on it, we're like, cool, he's going to be in Star Trek. <laughs> and I hope I'm spoiling, not spoiling this. Uh, yeah, well, you know, he's not on there anymore. He's not but, on it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like when he when he got taken off, it's like, what? Why is he gone? Yeah. Why couldn't they have worked this out? No, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've I've enjoyed it, and I I like it's been great. It's- CBS is building their. I think I think they're like putting just about all their eggs in that basket, the Star Trek basket, to build their their streaming network, and and more power to it. So uh, CBS executives, if you're watching, you're getting our thumbs up. Yep. Uh, did you watch the uh, the uh, Picard? I show? did. I did. I enjoyed. I liked, that. It. I liked it a lot. I loved it. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Some people didn't yeah. like it, but Picard made me cry, and uh, <laughs> that part wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the. The, the scene, though, Rory, you haven't seen it, have you? Which one? Picard. I've seen almost all of them. Uh, well, here, put your fingers in Oh, there you go. Take the headphones off. When, <laughs> I won't give too much. When, when the ships... Well, I, I've got one for you. The ships show up at the end. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Yep. I thought that was... That was too much. <laughs> as, as a little... Uh... It was copy yeah, paste. It was, it like... was copy paste. Yeah, if you get used to, like it, the the whole idea of like a, the armada, whatever it gets talked yeah. about in like the end story stuff. Like it happens in the books a little bit uh, from like what yeah. Star Trek books ever, and it happened in the MMO. But the TV shows have never had like a fall on like Star Trek armada. No. Yeah. No. Even even like in uh, I mean like um. First contact when the Borg cube makes it to Earth. Mm-hmm. You know, even that we've got one ship of this class, one ship of that class. We've got yep. the Defiant, you know. Yeah. And I thought that scene. I don't want to. It. It was not pivotal, but it was. It for me. It. It kind of. I don't know. It seems like it cheapens the. The experience. The, right, because they've always kind of talked about how Starfleet is not a military fleet. It's a bunch of science yeah. vessels, but they're so powerful that like one mm-hmm. like uh, cruiser class is worth ten Klingon warbirds or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. they have like so many show up. Like there's so much firepower on the field. Like that planet would be right. vaporized. <laughs> right. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, um, well, this is not written written in my notes, but I'm glad we 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 came to this. So so put your hands in your ear, and all you people out there that so you do y'all do remember when Picard? You know, was uh, I forgot the board guy's name? Um, and I'm such Look, a big Star just... Trek fan. Yeah. So you know, he didn't want to be a robot, and so what do we do? We make him a robot. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, you can put your headphones back on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So, yeah. so now, now, now he is exactly what he what he yeah. didn't want to be, and all of a sudden we did. He's fine with it, and that's the part that my wife and I were like, "It's a little weird, yeah." Yeah, that, that's the only part of the whole show, but the rest of it, it's it's kind of like what you were talking about with the uh, uh, the other show that made you cry. All of the there were some spots in that show with the uh, with a. With uh, Riker and, yeah. and everybody that, yeah. that you, you, you while you're watching it, my wife's looking at it, she goes, "Are you crying?" And I'm like, "No, no. <laughs> I am fine." <laughs> I just heard it out. Like, How old are you? <laughs> I watched this when I was in college. I really love no. this. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was it was pretty good. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed it so far. Have y'all been think... watching the cartoon thing? That's on no, there? not yet. I have uh, not we watched a couple of them. I'm not liking it, but we've been, okay. we've been watching it. <laughs> I, I've heard from somewhere that like I think it was The Verge, but they said like by the end of the first season it'll find its legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, a lot a lot of shows like uh I've gone back a lot of shows that I started that were on TV and I started in season three or four and have since come out on DVD or are streaming, gone back to the first season that I never saw. I'm like this this yeah, totally different show. Um yeah. psych. I might oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, did you say Fringe? Yeah. Yeah. Fringe took a little while to, cause yeah, cause they don't have their, cause you don't know the Fringe character. was was good. I I liked it a lot at the beginning. I think towards the end of it, when it the plot changed of, like four times. Yeah, yeah, it sure did. Yeah. Was it, Fringe it was still so entertaining? Was Fringe J.J. Abrams? I think so. Cause I, I feel like the le- I feel like the letters turn. In the beginning, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Lost style is what we're talking which, about, which is what. Oh, oh yeah, that it we was should either... have done this whole. This is uh, why didn't we bring this up? We should have done this whole this whole stream about Lost. Lost. Oh. Oh. God, how many times did that flip flop and change yep. back? And the whole time you're like, I'm going for it, I'm going for it, yep. and then the, you know, at the beginning of it, they're like, you know, they, the, the the writers and everybody's like, this Great is book. not this is not <laughs> purgatory at all, right. kind of a thing. This is not. And then you, it ends up, and it may not have been Catholic purgatory, but you like, but it really was. You guys <laughs> lied from the very beginning. Did I, Roy? Did I spoil that one too? No, nope. okay, oh. yeah. I've never. No, they spoiled it. They, oh, Lost is great. I mean, I remember I've so many conversations that popped we, into my head earlier today. I'm like, yeah, I should watch that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It's Roy, really, uh, really good. Until the, oh, you didn't like it. I didn't. I'm, whatever season brought it, like four or five that brought in. It wasn't quite time travel, but oh yeah, sort of. I I had to I had to wash my hands of it. I had I mean, to, I, they own flash forward and flash backwards yeah. and flash sideways and yeah. flash flops <laughs> and, and uh, I couldn't oh, do it. Boy, boy I my, loved it. I thought it was great until the end. And you're like, they lied yeah. from the yeah. very beginning, <laughs> or they just didn't know is what it, it's kind of like the yeah. Harry Potter books. Where, oh, yeah, now I'm going to get in trouble a lot. I hope my wife's not here. Yeah. <laughs> But golly, did did she not know what she was writing about towards the at the beginning, then towards the end, and mm-hmm. she had to redcon a bunch of stuff in and, uh, and that yeah. kind of stuff. Because so, uh, uh, confirmed good. it was season five that brought in uh, time travel. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. So this this was, I'll reenact. My wife and I will usually pick one show, and this was even back when you know we only had one one opportunity a week to watch it. We're sitting on the couch watching the show and then time traveling happened and i went i'm out <laughs> <laughs> reenacted that was that was my exit i 
and we even we lived in Hawaii, and it was kind of novel because they would Hawaii. While they were well, you know, filming, how come we didn't? How did I know about this? You know, Hawaii, man, we had to talk. That's pretty. While cool. yeah, it's Coast Guard all over. Yeah, Coast Guard time in in Hawaii. There's there's a scene where they're supposed to be in Honolulu, or not? They're supposed to be in Sydney uh, a bunch of times, like before they get on the plane, and they were. You can see the Coast Guard cutters. In oh, the you knew it's exactly where they were. CG <laughs> right behind them. <laughs> That's so, cool. yeah, very frequently you see scenes from Honolulu. And uh, who was the who was the kind of heavy guy on that show? Um, Hurley, Hurley, yeah. Yeah, we we saw him pumping gas. And, uh, <laughs> That's and, uh, cool. Yeah, but <laughs> you're my hero um, now. You're cool. Yeah. Well, it was oh hero. Lost. That's another show we could have talked about. Oh yeah. That one ran off the the the, the track. And that yeah, and I I got to I met um. The, uh, Dominic Monaghan. Uh, married, right? Um, oh yeah. While were... You mean everybody? You all everybody. Oh, I'm singing on. on this. Is that his I'm song? Sorry. sorry, that wasn't me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He. Uh, he and. Uh, he and. Uh, or whatever his name was. Pippin. We're having yes. breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> that was the you, me every, you me everybody and guy. Got their. They got their autograph. Yeah. So. Okay. Oh, um, uh, I don't. Uh, so this is a question we got in chat. I don't know how many people have. Um, Done us or this part of it since we we've all been kind of brought on for like one particular company, but it has to do with uh, pitching samples. Uh, so uh, Stephen Brown asks, when building a sample, do I have to make samples of the characters or a short story? Uh, I just could just make one sample and send to all the respective markets, or do I have to make, uh, uh, for example, five different samples for five different markets? Um, is he like talking about trying to get work or trying to get a store? Yeah, looks like yeah. If it's a store, you, you know, I mean, it's your story. How can you make yeah. a sample and change your story? I'd say, yeah. If if all the markets have the same kind of niche, you can definitely just copy paste it. Just sure, find all absolutely. the markets in that area. But if you're trying to say pitch to um, someone that is mostly capes and someone that has some capes but not a lot of capes in terms of their portfolio. Just make like a, a few slight tweaks to it, but still keep the story yeah. the same. So you can have be like, oh, he's super powered here. Uh, very clearly, superhero wearing capes. They're changing up for the other market. Like they're 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 a meta human. They're they're a empowered individual, but they're not quite a cape. They're just some dude who has enhanced abilities. Yeah. So you you don't need to change it up too much. You can still keep your story your story. But if you if a market is that you're interested in is so far away from the thought of the other markets, give her a different thought process to it. Um. Uh, yes, I asked DC or Marvel. DC or Marvel no longer take direct submissions, I believe. Um, they hire through uh, agents. So uh, if you do a bunch of direct submissions to indie markets um, and find representation, that may lead to somewhere. I'm not quite yeah, sure what and, DC um, yeah. should be doing now at all. So Yeah. If... Um, it, 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 if it's a comic book or any kind of any any story, if you get your story at least to the first end of the first act, the big the first big incident that sets the story going, with it, uh, that's a good chunk to have to submit yeah. to to send off. That's a good chunk that you you, you grab the a- acquisitions editor, you grab their interest, and at that point, that cliffhanger at the beginning, um, and and if it's a comic book, you know it's the first four or five pages yep uh that 
can grab the um, the that whoever whoever's attention you're trying to get, you want to get it with that opening act. Yeah, to- uh, and if it's a if it's prose. You know, Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, yeah, uh, since I've done a little bit of uh, editing for hire here, um, when we're looking at uh, a submission, if uh, we don't really see, receive too many full uh, scripts, well, maybe we script like a page or two, but we do we do everything based off of the pre-write. If you can give me the, um, I'm looking for like three paragraphs showing me you know how to write the entire story beginning, middle, and end. Or if you can send me five pages of script or completed work, if you have an artist who's willing to work with you or that you've hired, five pages of that, and then an attached document with like a paragraph showing, here's where we're going to go next, here's how we're going to end it, here's how it all ties in. Because I want to make sure that when I hire you, we're going to get something done and we're not going to, a month later, be wondering, okay, what's, where's where the next page the, coming? Yeah. That's yeah, exactly right. Got to get it done. Yeah, it can't, and no, it can't be open ended. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, just gonna go on and you know it has to have some sort of end uh in sight yeah and if that turns into more great even if you look at like the big kind of like flagship series like x-men it's been having a run for uh uh, as long as dogs have hair (laughs) um but uh each year each 12 issues is a completed story there's bad guy comes in in january Mm -hmm. gets resolved by december um so each writer has this thing like they're told what to do, and then yeah, at the generally end, you'll see yeah. runs basically and then, and then a, it, a creative team exactly kind of does it. Yeah, so they know what's going on. And at the very end, the editors say, "Okay, here's what we're doing next year. So I need you to put this character in at some point, and that's how you get the build up to next year. That event is they there's just a, write the full story, and the editors are like, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of times at, at, at Marvel and then now I've not you know I've done work for them, but I've yeah. never done any writing or anything. But you know, it'll be where. You know, you have uh, the the group of characters have like you know they they pass them or that sounds kind of stupid, but they basically <laughs> they'll go, you know, here here's your character. You got five issues that you can use them because we're going to be using them yeah. for somewhere else. Some and then, exactly, so yeah, to, yeah. So it's just like you know you've got these guys that you can use at certain times and make use of them now. Otherwise, we're going to let somebody else use them. Kind of but thing. that's but the the way that it, it, get, it gets started off to go back to that is the. Um, Back when they accepted submissions, um, now when being brushed with the if an agent were to come to you and say, "Okay, you're given X Men, what do you do?" Um, you'd be like, "Okay, so my story is going to be uh, this team, this group of people, whatever fights this villain over this arc." Um, they're like, "Great, that's a full story. We'll run with that." And then after that, that's when you start building the long, ongoing runs once you're already in, essentially. But when you're going in, you need to have a full story; otherwise, they're not going to know how to work with you. And I would say, um, if anything, if anything, you're going to cater cater your query letter to the publishing house or the individual, yeah. and don't don't just write off a dear sir. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in your. Are you interested in my product? You know, yeah, you're you know, trying to make a connection with the editor. Yeah, kind yeah. Of the thing, so, most yeah. companies will have the editor in their about or in their contact us page, um, or you can then you can Google them, and uh, a lot of people also have like pages on different sites. They're like. Dear so and so at uh, Silverline, I liked your, I liked your work on this run of blah 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 blah. Here's a story I'm writing, kind of in that same vein. Um, it's a story of blank does blank and has to overcome blank. Please give these first five pages a view. And follow the submission guidelines. Mm-hmm. If 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 a, if they have gone through the effort of saying, 
our submissions will be sent this many pages, this file format to this email address. Do that. Don't yes. send them a Facebook message, you know, unless you're really amazing. I mean, maybe you'll get through, but most of the time, if you don't follow their guideline, they've gone through the steps there. If he can't follow directions, it's yep. not going to work. So and, and if they don't, well, sometimes right. you got to know who it is that you have to send it yep. to because yep. a lot of times the editors, they don't want you to, they, they're not the ones to send those kind of right. those projects to because, you know, they don't, you know, you don't know how many times that you, you know, well, how many times have you guys have gone, ah, that's the story I came up with like last <laughs> week or whatever. And I turned, well, you don't want to accidentally send something in and then the editor right. has to go. Well, that's what we were already going to do. And then you're going to think that he stole it from you. And then that's yeah. going to be yeah. a big, big so uh, yeah, you got to find out who it is that you need to send, uh, send the stuff to. It's different, different than if you were an artist kind of thing. And they just want to see, oh, look, it messed up the screen there. <laughs> you want to, uh, uh, you know, because you could just, they just want to know if you can do the drawing. But as far as the writing and stuff goes, you, you got to be, you need to find out who it is that you need to send. There might be a particular person that you need to send it to rather than just open up your book and see that blah 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 edits spider-man and i'm just going to send him some stories because probably that's not gonna happen nope. yeah but you gotta know who to send the send yeah if i get an unsolicited to. email or if it's an email that is just like the one paragraph i'm like here's comic uh it's an immediate <laughs> rejection pile for me yeah yeah like for the cat and mouse book that roland's writing if, don't send him story ideas because he's the one that's writing it mm-hmm. so right. you, you know yeah so that's <laughs> but if you say you know, like gonna... but if you look at the silver line flavor and like we do a lot of not necessarily capes but uh perhaps uh better than your average bear humans and you're like here's something yeah. similar to your work in x and x i think it would fit well with your tone as a company even though we are multi-genre we're more than willing to take your cape if it's good but um that that would probably get us a little more interesting like oh yeah i could easily market this in the same room as marketing these other two issues because mm-hmm. we do need to yeah. sell comics. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and if, back to the, the submissions guideline. If they if they don't have any, there's no problem reaching out and ask. Then ask. True, them. exactly. Yep. Are you interested in those types? Story? Yeah, yeah. And and someone might say, "Oh, yes, yeah, send it this file format, Word, yep. PDF, whatever. Send yep. it to me or send it to so and so." Yeah, it, you want to be you want to be as polite and, um, yep. and <laughs> least intrusive. You don't ever want to make somebody go, "Oh." about you know <laughs> right you want it to be seamless a seamless integration yep and know that editors want to buy your work we want yeah. to we want to make money um <laughs> uh so yeah. if you ever get a rejection letter or notes know that it's because we're you know, saying that we don't know how to sell this because it's not in our lineup uh two it needs some work so we might give you some revision guidelines and like mm-hmm. okay come back to us when this is ready or uh, three, it's we just don't have the bandwidth for it at the time. It, um, if it's or four, you just you don't follow instructions. Um, but but more mostly, it's one of those like top three where it's there's some business reason or um, uh, that we can't do it, or it's just a craft reason. It just needs a little bit of touching up. Um, and we have follow up questions on that. Uh, Kasisi, when submitting an example of your work that's an actual comic. Do you need to submit the script to if you're the writer or is the comic enough? I'm assuming that's something like Image where they ask for the complete comic on submission. In which case, the full comic should be enough. You might include uh, some of the work documents, but they're only if, it, if they're only asking for the comic, they're only going to look at the comic unless they really yeah. need to dig into it. 
and yeah, it, you can always say, uh, I have, you know, this, this, and this. Yep. Upon if request, like yeah. To, if you've got the story Bible, if you've got character uh, mm-hmm. uh, bios, if anything like that, of course, they, if you have created a whole world and yep. if you pique their interest, they'll, they'll ask for more. Yeah. It's, uh, if just, I, yeah. Just take 10 years, compile it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exhaustive go, research. Go through four artists, and uh, yeah, it'll be fine. It's the Ameronomicon. It's this giant compelled list of fictionalized America. Uh, it's it, uh, what I was uh, overnight. Uh, what is it? Uh, becoming an overnight success only took me twenty years. Something yeah. like that. that I, I know, butchered that. But. Was it uh, V. E. Schwab? Uh, she's a book writer. Um, she her most recent book, uh, the uh, something like the Forgettable Life of Maddie Larue. Is being hailed as an overnight success or like your breakout yeah. story, and she's been writing for twenty years and has had bestsellers yeah. in the yeah. time. <laughs> like, your your uh, your career always takes time. Uh-huh. Uh, Stephen Brown asked uh, said again. I sent a sample to Boom Studios last Saturday. They asked in their form, sixteen pages. Uh, so rating or response? Uh, yeah, comic responses can take months. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. any sort of, any sort of creative work uh, can take between next day if the right if editors and you got nothing else to do to three months. <laughs> Depending on workload, uh, yeah, it, that, that, that's annoying because it, it really is. Because yeah. if they give you no guidance on how to follow up, sometimes mm. they'll say, "If you don't hear from us in a month, feel free yep. to." Or, but sometimes they, and then you'll yep. ask, and I'm sorry, but they'll say, "Yeah, we got it." Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, my, and you just have to go from there. My 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 yeah. rules uh, follow up in uh, two weeks, maybe a month. If uh, maybe well, well, the way things are now, maybe a month because everything's going stupid slow. But um, yeah. and if they if you do get a form, we got it. Begin looking elsewhere. Um, yeah. So the chances are it may still be on their pile, but it's going to take them a while to get to it. Yeah, uh, there's nothing wrong with following. Just yeah. give it. Just be patient and don't don't be a, a persistent. Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with shopping around too. Yeah. No. 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 Just yeah. ma- just make sure you have your um, uh, re- withdrawal letter ready in case someone does accept it. And then just email editor back like. Um, I'd like to withdraw my submission. Has been accepted elsewhere. Um, thank you for your consideration. Yeah, just say too slow, lol. Yeah, and then also, and then if I'm the editor again and I see that you got published elsewhere and I remember your name on the next submission, I'm like, okay, he's wanted somewhere else. I'm going to try to snag him up this time. Yeah. Did you said? Did you have something else, Tim? Nope, I think that's it. Oh, okay. Okay, you look like you have something else to say. Okay, I'm just double checking chat. Yeah, well, thank you for the, the the questions, guys. We that that's that's perfect stuff. And um, uh, if any any questions you have in the industry, uh, I'm by no means an expert. Um, I've got a little bit of experience, but we we can always um, we can we'll bounce this around. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're in the comment section too. I know Roland chimes in a lot of times afterwards because yeah. uh, usually Wednesday nights mm-hmm. he's grading papers and so forth, or he has class. Uh, he'll 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 put in his two cents and Roland and Tommy have been, um, they've, they've got the chops. Banging on it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we didn't get to Brent's, uh, Kung Fu mastery. Oh, 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 see, we can play. We can right, play you, this is what I didn't like about your character because you didn't come up with <laughs> Bring it back around to what this is. Man, that would have been perfect. Uh, this would also be a, a, a fun question for writers, but have you ever like pre planned a great decision or a great moment for your character and then never write it in? Forgot it. Just, yeah. I've done that. I, I, that's, that's, now I, 
you guys are the writers, not me. <laughs> the the I, I do that on my little bits that I do write when I'm when I'm coming up with my own uh, kid hero stuff that I'm doing. That's what I, I I try to do that thing. Then you can tell me I don't know what it's called, but it's the thing where you set yourself up to 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 pay off. Yeah, yeah. Thing, whatever that's called. I don't know. It's writing. Yeah. Blah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, it's what you're talking about. And then then you start you 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 start writing a story, and then you go, I'm going to pay this off in the end. And then you end up never finishing, and you, yeah, yeah. Like, then yep. you go, oh, I wrote it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it's, that's that, that's what happened. That's what my first book as I got to like the turn into the third act. I'm like, oh, this is a different story. So let me just take these first thirty thousand words and throw them in the trash can. <laughs> yeah. I always try to find yeah. another use for them. Like, oh, I could use them this time. I'll use them in another story. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just keep, and, and I'm sure we have uh, uh, about a billion opening lines, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, I, oh this, this is going to be good. Oh, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> nope. Like, <laughs> like the list of all the cool things you want to happen, but yeah. just can't yep. shoehorn them yep. all in. Yep. Like this idea for like yep. a world, like this is a great world. Who? Right. What are they? What are people doing in here? Where's the story? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Rory keeps joking about our story being a decade in the works, and really, we thought of it a decade ago. And oh, yeah, uh, I took years. a trip to, Phil- to Philadelphia for for Coast Guard work, and uh, and then I, I went on this kind of little hit, ma- magical history tour, and uh, and I'm sending like. This is ten years ago. And I'm, I'm just texting Rory like every picture of every every plaque that I. Oh, oh, we, can, oh, we can use this. This is amazing. This is. Uh, uh. Yep. And then like, that's that's in, like that's like was, four five phones ago. Yeah. <laughs> Two laptops and, and five phones. Yeah. yeah what, <laughs> it's gone. It's, I, I like. I like to think it like it like worked into our psyche. Yeah. And agreed. Then, agreed. Those are the kernels, mm-hmm. and they yep. built into something, something much greater. But. <laughs> I think one of the first things we agreed on after we like free, I think we were at work actually putting this together, just brainstorming, and we agreed this isn't going to take us like two or three years to put together. We're going to have a product. <laughs> we're going to make this. <laughs> I, I kind of do the same thing on the, the art side. So, not, not so much when I'm drawing this stuff, but when I'm uh, uh, coloring, you know, when I'm out and about or, at, uh, you know, at the parks or wherever and i see a cool background of some sort you know i'll take a yeah. picture of yeah. it yeah. and so i can like you know use that as a texture or or use the color palette or whatever so you know so i end up with you know my every phone that i that i buy has like millions of pictures <laughs> of stuff and then i'm so like why, did I I, why this would this is a really cool rock pattern that i could use for <laughs> where is it? but yeah, what folder is it in i don't know and so, yeah, so that kind of, I would kind of do the same thing as you guys with the, the writing part, but just, with just, you know, visuals and yeah, stuff. Yeah. 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 Jim, Jim Gaffigan does uh, one of the stand up bits about uh, how our laptops are now just loaded with pigs. This is our Disney laptop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on the shelf. <laughs> this, this is our road trip laptop. All the pictures are. <laughs> we'll never look at those. Yeah. But, one for but, each kid. Right. Right. <laughs> But yeah, all of our story ideas are are uh, scribbled on paper and uh, and on cell phones, text messages, and pictures. And oh my gosh! Just, just... I don't think I've ever deleted the chain between you and I. So that's <laughs> I majority of space on any phone. And I'm going to scroll back through years of text messages <laughs> yeah. to find. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got one there... thing I wanted 
to 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 before because I know it's starting to get late and yeah. you're going to yep. want to wrap this. And it's not about a character. It's a it's a thing that I wish a, a writer wouldn't have done. And this is in the Star Wars stuff. The midi chlorians. <laughs> I, I wish that he could. We could have wrote him not to write that. Could we have written a story that, that he wouldn't have come up with that crazy bit of, of stuff? Yeah. Is that just me, or is that just something that Agreed. that's always bugged me when the 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 prequels came out? Besides him, you know, redoing mm-hmm. four, five, and six the way he did. But yeah, could we have could, could we have wrote him not to write that? Right. That's 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 getting it's, back to it, our original. The, so the entire universe is upset at that. It makes no sense. They, yeah, they because they kind of tried to forget about it in the last yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're, we're, let's just not even think about it. You're yep. You're just too much to explain. Yeah. Um, it seems oh, neat, but it's like God. Yeah. Why do I, Why do we do any of that? Yeah, but yeah. So when they wrote it in, that it didn't have any precedence. And unless I'm wrong, because I know people are like, oh, they mentioned it, but. Yeah, I there was some guys that he he had, he had some little stories that they had. I forgot what the characters that he didn't even use that were the those godly kind of guys that that did have some. Uh, oh, the wells. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah, it was so that was uh, something that yeah. he that he did, but it's like, you know, uh, let's not worry about it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> let's forget about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. Yeah, and then and uh, they kind of tap back into that with. Rogue One. They they play much more prominence in the expanded universe, but um Chirrut yeah. was a monk of the wills. Uh yes. <laughs> but it the it's gonna be like a really weird reference, but I don't know if anyone's familiar with Warhammer forty thousand. But the I'm uh familiar. Ooh, I'm yes. familiar. So the yeah. there's this uh place called the Warp, which is the everyone's uh shared dreams, willpower, mental juju is all kind of reflected in the warp so every time you want something every time you wish for something you birth something in the warp um so when people wanted uh, this is warmer 40,000 i'm gonna type back into star wars okay so my original thought with the wills was they were the collective like hope and wanting of the people in the in the galaxy so when they wanted something the wills got stronger and the force got stronger which is why like a new hope was the replacement for the legacy of the wills is when People wanted hope. The Force got stronger, and he got a new Jedi. And mm. then, and he built into more of that mythology, like in the books and stuff, in the comics. And then we get the midi chlorians, and suddenly, not just like the characters, but the entire pantheon and world are cheapened because, like, what if it's like antibodies? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, Interesting. This, this odd. Odd writing, odd decision making uh, on the writer's part, and and it comes back to they're the writers, they're the gods of the story. They can change anything, and, and anything they write will change, <laughs> or at least the editors will change it, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. The editors, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, but like, it, it's not like you have to be locked into that. Yeah. So yes, we have strange, strange plot elements. Uh, strange things our characters do and uh hopefully though in the in the silver line universe and as we create our characters we'll avoid those uh, pitfalls and our characters will make sense and uh we can have control of them and there will not be any any committee uh meddling in, <laughs> in our our characters and our stories 
that being uh, said, so um, let's, uh, <laughs> I, I would I would love to see gonna... in other Silverline issues, like in the background of an office, a portrait of some like Revolutionary War character in his flat fires. <laughs> <laughs> Like hey, we can cross over the whole, the, yeah, the whole universe. Over, <laughs> yeah, um, have every, yeah, have it be in the universe. Yeah. Let's get, yeah. Let's yeah. It be like the Pixar yeah. universe. Then they yeah. say somehow or another they can connect it all together. But, I think so. so. Yeah, so we'll figure out a way to connect it all together. That works. <laughs> I like it. Okay, folks. Uh, well done tonight. We stayed on topic just a little bit. A it bit. was good. Oh, it was good. good. Yeah. We did well. <laughs> <laughs> For all of you, uh, well, well, I, I. I'll, I'll tell you thanks in just a minute. Let's not wrap up. Um, we we got four of us left, and uh, we'll say goodnight. So uh, I'll go first. I'll go first. My name is Scott Wakefield. You can follow Steam Patriots uh, on Facebook and Instagram at, at Steam Patriots. Love if you go give a like. Um, and uh, if you want to connect, I'm my professional uh, profile is on LinkedIn, and um, it. You can shoot us questions and uh, please share that project. It will be coming soon from Silverline. Uh, go ahead, Tommy. Uh, my name is Thomas Floramonte Jr. You can find me everywhere. It's I always spell it because nobody can seem to spell it right, even though it, it's spelled exactly <laughs> the way it sounds. F-L-O-R-I-M-O-N-T-E, Floramonte. I'm on um, uh, Facebook, Thomas Floramonte Jr. Junior, if you look up Tommy Floramonte, that's more of my personal stuff. But uh, you can follow me there if you want to. But the, all my comic book stuff's on Thomas Floramonte Junior. Uh, all of my uh, uh, personal website stuff is, is at in, InfernoStudios.com. That's all my kid hero stuff. I do a line of, uh, of just kid friendly, kind of fun, cartoony, um, fun stuff that uh that's just for for everybody my wife helps me write a, a bunch of that stuff and i uh and we'll have more of the trumps pretty soon so everybody can check it out trumps with an s trumps and kablam that's right you're tommy kablam that's right if you need anything printed comic book wise where we specialize in comic book printing uh we print pretty much uh, uh all the Lots and lots of the indie stuff um, from, uh, we're actually, oh, I'm not supposed to say that, so uh, better not figuring out some of the people. <laughs> we're doing a lot some, of uh, Yeah, we're doing, we're printing a lot of, well, we print a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff besides the yeah. Silverline stuff. Um, we're printing, um, uh, go, go to IndiePlanet.com if you want to try to see a lot of really cool books. Everything that we print at Kablam, uh, the creators have the, uh, we help them. We have an online store. So everything that we print, they can sell at IndiePlanet.com. So if you want to go see thousands and thousands of really good independent uh, comics, go to IndiePlanet.com. Oh. Uh, Cassisi uh, said he printed through Kablam. Oh, yeah. Cassisi yes. in the house. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope we did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Roy Boyle. Yes. Hey, uh, you can find me anywhere you can find Scott, and I'm also on LinkedIn. You can search for my name. All right. And that's mm. Ro Rory Boyle, spelled the way it sounds. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, it's that. <laughs> now you're and making me think. How does? How did you? Can you spell that? Uh, oh, I would spell it. Common, wrong, yeah, Rory. Spell. Common spelling. Read my comments. Rory? You'll see that I can't spell. 
The wife's for you. Royal Royal O'Boyle. That's a whole other whole other story. Oh, well, next which, week you can explain which, that. One. Yeah, we'll spawn the name. We'll remember uh, that, and then we'll remember the kung fu stuff for, oh, for yes. yes. That's what I was going to ask. Taking notes play, now. How how much of a piece of music are we allowed to play without getting? Uh, with uh, <laughs> Twitch right now, absolutely nothing. Um, we, oh no! Yeah, it needs it needs to be uh, either you need to have written permission, and it needs to not be DMCA re- registered. What if he sung it? Can he? Can you yeah. sing something? <laughs> oh, we just got oh, shut off. Yeah. Yep, yep. Public domain. Like, oh yeah, if it's transformative oh. for public domain, then you're good. <laughs> oh, nope. lost his volume. Oh, nope. All right, now we can talk about stuff All again. Right. He's gone. Well, he's he on his way out. So, <laughs> all right. I have a great two videos of Scott playing banjo. So if we ever need to, I'm here. Fill time. Oh, there's Scott. Okay, there's. Oh, no, no, no. You I, cut off I, for a second. Are you were faking it? I heard you talking about me. Yeah, <laughs> no, we talking about you. No, no. I, I wanted to play. Everybody was kung fu fighting for Brent, but if we can't play it, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll find something else. Yeah. All right, Tim. Wrap, Next wrap, week, wrap we'll got to bring that up. Uh, I am non-sports though. Yeah. <laughs> I am uh, Tim TK. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, liker at Tim TK Writer. You can find me on TikTok at Tim doesn't TikTok. And I'm also here on Twitch, where I'll be going live later tonight with some Destiny Two. I'm also on the Silverline website. All right. Well done. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, Brent C. Michael Lanning and who, did we miss anybody else? What do we got there? I don't know. Make oh, mine, <laughs> and to all of our, our uh, uh, viewers and, and readers and <laughs> you're the man, <laughs> readers and supporters, thank you all for supporting independent comics and supporting Silverline and uh, supporting our crowdfunding campaigns. Go on SilverlineComics.com. Go to uh, Indie Planet. Like grab and share all that good stuff. Yeah, Subscribe, grab a copy, read them, consume them. Subscribe, share them with your friends. If you don't and like it, thumb it down twice. <laughs> that was what we learned last time. Smash the like button, destroy it. Smash the like button, destroy it. Uh, Turn the all the information's on. in the information down below, and it's in in the little corner. There's going to be information one of the corners because we don't know. Focus on Facebook. Is that still Facebook. a thing? Is poking still a thing? Yeah. Do they still do that? Yeah, focus. Oh, I just put myself in there. <laughs> we need to get a get Tommy there. Dan- that was a good. That was good dancing, Tommy. Oh, like make, make <laughs> Oh boy. No, it's in this corner. This corner this... is going to be in the card. Yeah. And I don't know what they're talking about. They keep talking about a card. I watch it on TV, so there's never any cards on, <laughs> on the TV version of YouTube. No clue. There's going to be things down in the links below. Yeah. yeah, down below. <laughs> they keep doing that, and I'm like, why you got to be so dirty? Why do you keep going keep down below? Keep the, keep the card. To our viewers, keep the comments coming. Send us Absolutely. your questions. Share and remember, videos. next Sunday they're going to be doing the same conversation. Yes. And but not uh, as cool. I usually jump on there and try to harass them. Yeah. And uh, and so it's fun. So go show up next Sunday and ask them some stuff. Yes. All right, everyone. Thank right, you so much sir. for joining us. Have a great evening. And remember, make mine. Make Silver mine. Thank you for listening to the Silverline Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We know we ramble sometimes, but we have fun. And after all, isn't that what comics are all about? We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. 
Please like, follow, share, and remember, make mine Silverline.